Alright folks, welcome back to uh, part two To that Ray Booten seminar That we got going down Talking about a little bit of everything We're returning from last week You know, last week we started it up Did the first hour and a half Now we got the other half Which is another hour and a half uh, Rounding out this nice three hour uh, Sit down conversation seminar type uh, type, uh, Engagement that uh, Ray did and uh, it was cool. A lot of there were some nice questions. A lot of things uh, were covered, and uh, it was quite a quite a ride. Much like the first part, um, this part we get a little more deeper into you know contacting people from the other side and catching vibes and stuff like that. So uh, this one gets a little more emotional. Um, you know, whenever we get emotion on the show, when people get red and their loved ones come through, it's always an emotional deal. Always gets to me a little bit, um, as it does, I think, everybody involved. And uh, something really special is going down, you know, and I can appreciate that to the fullest. So I'm going to send you there instead of talking more. Now, I mean, I hope everybody's cool, hope everybody's well, and uh, everybody's doing great. And without any further ado, I bring you part two. Here it is. Okay. Um, we're going to do two things. The first thing we're going to do, because during the break, uh, you mentioned about how everything is connected. Uh, there was a, an experiment that was done. You know what a particle collider is? They collide subatomic mm-hmm. particles. God particle. Uh, nope. No? This was okay. a, a little, a little different. This was done like years ago. Um, every time they do it, they get a different pattern because they photograph and you get all the particles going off in all different ways. So one person, a couple of, some several scientists, they got together and they decided that one in France and one in the U.S., they were going to, they would use something, you know, sophisticated like the atomic clock or whatever. Anyways, they coordinated it so they would do it at the exact same time. When you collide particles, even on the other side of the world, at the exact same time, you get the exact same pattern. At no other time does that happen. Do it at the same time, it happens. On a quantum level, we are all connected. Even science is starting to realize that. (laughs) And it it goes, the old thing you need to know, a butterfly... Uh, flaps its wings and you get rain in the Amazon or something but it's kind of like everything on one level or another energetically if we go to those energy and vibrations mm-hmm. it's all connected in this world and in the spirit world because we are connected to it otherwise we could not interact with it and we are basically spirits inhabiting this body temporarily before we move on into that other dimension but we are connected to that other dimension, that other world, that spirit world. Right now we are connected. If you discard all of what is thrown on you, I've got to, got to earn money, I've got a job, I've got to take care of the car, this person likes me, that one doesn't like me, this is wrong, oh, my foot hurts, am I dead? Once you start to break all that, dispel all that, get rid of all that, then what happens is that you realize that you are connected on a much deeper deeper as well as higher level with the greater whole with everything around you 
it's there. If you take the time and the work to try and to work on it, it becomes very apparent to you. And you start noticing all these synchronicities and all these things that are happening around you and you go, whoa, I never saw this before. Well, before you had your head down and you were focusing on this world and you were kind of locked in that day-to-day and pull back. Oh, there's something greater. And what happens is once you feel that greater and you make that connection, that day-to-day bothers you less. You just work on keeping that connection and that day-to-day stuff doesn't affect you as strongly because it's not your focus and it's not who you really are. Now you said your grandmother's in spirit. I have one grandmother here and one grandmother in spirit. The one who likes gray is in spirit, right? Uh, no, the one that's here likes gray. She, she likes gray? Yeah. Hmm, wonder who that belongs to. Very elderly lady who likes spirit. Also has gray here, kind of short and heavy set. Where's gray? Connected to somebody. Don't know who. Uh, unless it's the person next door. I don't know. <laughs> well, one of, the, one of the craziest things I ever did in, in a mediumship gallery, if you're talking about how we're connected, there used to be this place, uh, alternate reality. So it was a store in the Lincoln Mall. Next to them was a theater. And I did a gallery the one time in their back room. On the other side of the wall was the theater. Now, we could not hear them. I'm trying to focus messages here to these people in this room. I've got hundreds of people on the other side of that wall. That was the most difficult day to try and weed out what was going on. Because they're watching a movie, and the movie is like, oh, ah, all this emotion's going there. Most people have someone around them now and then or often. And I'm opening a door on the other side of the wall. Oh, I will never go in that situation again. People be, keep peeking in. Think a tidal wave coming in. <laughs> kind of like, oh, yes, and no, 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 I, I can't. They're over there watching the movie. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I did, did manage to make it through the gallery and get messages. But it was, oh, that was a tough one. Whereas when I was at the, it was used to be the Enchanted Fox, they had an upstairs room. They did a lot of meditation. They did a lot of different things of that sort there. Downstairs, a lot of crystals and everything. They would close down and I would do this in the evening. Oh, perfect energized environment to do it. Really, really good. Yeah. And that was kind of like, walking in there was kind of like, yes, there again. Go. Now, what you will find out is you have you will have people on your spiritual path that will, because you are, let's say, succeeding or doing this, and you're moving to another level, they will not like you, and at times they will even attack you. To use a quote from the New Testament when Jesus sent the Bibles out, shake the dust from your sandals and leave, if a town does not accept you. These people do that, walk away. Let them let their low vibing life. Let them enjoy that. Don't try and save them, because you can't save everybody. Just move on. Move on, let the divine, let the source show you what your path is supposed to be, and if it is helping people, to help those people. Whether it's awakening them healing them, whatever it may happen to be, or just being a friend because they need it. 
follow that path. Don't get bogged down by the haters or the resentful people. So that's something to watch out a little bit for. It's kind of like, mm, nope. Unless you call there and you'll recognize it if you are. But as far as being connected to everything, in more ways than most people ever, ever realize, we're all one thing. I mean, if you take a look at the whole cycle of the Earth, you have the trees that are taking carbon dioxide and give out oxygen, and we breathe it, and then, then we breathe out. I mean, yeah, they take, it, take in the carbon dioxide, give out the oxygen, then we breathe in the oxygen, give out the carbon dioxide, and they take it back over here, and we cycle around. And then certain plants grow, and certain animals eat those plants, and then we hunt them, in, and then we eat those animals. And this, this cycle and that cycle and back and forth, everything is connected on multiple levels and it's connected on the energetic and spiritual level as well. So once you realize how connected you are to everything else, then doors open for you. Because you realize there's very little that you can't do. Um, I've never gone back and tried it again. I do have the, have the thing. I, I was receiving some training and we were doing a thing where we were in a meditation we were supposed to levitate sort of thing. And I was sitting there and right in the middle of it it dawned on me that I was probably about that far off the chair and my mind goes, Oh my God! Oh, damn! I was actually coming off the chair! (laughs) But yeah, I started to feel myself lift lift focused on that instead of the meditation and I went back down mm. but you I would say the potential is there what you want to dedicate I mean monks do it all the time and they can go out it's you know oh it's 20 below out there with just a single robe on meditating and they're not even getting frostbite they've turned within and they've connected it is possible. Don't expect to just put in a token amount and be able to do it. You may never be able to do it. And you may surprise yourself and at some point you can become a healer or a communicator or a guide to somebody. Whether this lifetime, the next lifetime, or maybe in between. Quite often many of our spirit guides, they are our ancestors. They come back to help us because they have a bond to that lineage. They have a bond to the children and grandchildren. And they will come back and they will guide you. And sometimes it's a subtle nudge. Sometimes it's less than subtle. But sometimes I call it a Gibbs in that show on CIS where you smack them off the back of the head. I call it a Gibbs. Sometimes I'll give her a Gibbs because you all, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, oh yeah, I was being stubborn and not listening. Okay, I'll do that. And <laughs> you head in the right direction then. So, but that connectedness is there, particularly with those in the spirit. Now, I'm going to do something rather unusual, and there's a purpose, and I'll tell you afterwards. What do you, you, you got one big grin on. What do you yeah, got a grin I, on? I love surprises. Okay. I'm, you, right, you, I'm going to break down the rabbit hole. Let's go. <laughs> you got, okay. Now, may or may not work. I don't know. It depends upon if I've done a good job and I've fulfilled what I said I would do or not. But I have invited a group of people in here tonight, and I want to see if any of you can communicate with them. They've helped me in the past, and it's been years since I've asked for their help again. So I'm going to ask if they can help you. Now, do not think. Now, I said that. Top, off the top of your head, what came to your mind? Any, nothing. Nothing at all? Nobody with me? Nobody in the room? 
Hmm? I'm not picking up on anything yet. How about you? No. Yep, I know well, you see, are. See, here's the thing: is earlier, yeah, I thought something went by over Matt's head, like that way. But then you were like, "There's nothing coming in here." Uh, not from outside, right? But I already invited a group in here. <laughs> I didn't know, so I was like, "No, I'm seeing things. Maybe it's my glasses." So I thought I saw something go from here to here earlier. But I was like, "There's nothing in here," because he's saying it's nothing in here. Not, okay. not, not unless it's not unless okay. it's, it's it's loving and uh, among the group. And t- do you know their names? Oh yeah, I know. Okay, their names. so earlier I got a Jackie. No, okay. Er, earlier I got a Jackie or a Jacqueline. My t- grandmother, late grandmother's name was Jackie. Yeah. Okay, go with that. Go with that. Okay. Go with that. Because it was over there. Maybe it's you and not over his head. Well, it, okay. Here, here's the other thing too. Ask her to stand behind the person that she's here for. Okay. Can you please stand behind the person that you're here for? Where do you sense or see her? Thinking too much. See, I can't. I have to like. That's yeah. it. Getting, okay. Stop. You know. Stop the thinking. For what I would do is first thing that comes into mind. I'd ask a question like, uh, I would say, "Can you can you move can you move near the person?" And the first pull, whether it was a person or something like, or, or an area, the first kind of like pull, mm-hmm. it's kind of like over here. I wouldn't think. Even I would just let them guide me. Let her guide you. Where is she? Answer quick. You think it's wrong? It's over there. Okay, step it's one. It's definitely over there. Okay, ask her to step closer if she's connected. Can you step forward to the person that you are connected to here? I want to look for it. Okay, what's you dress like? What are you wearing? First thing in your mind. A red shirt. It's like a sweater. Like a zipper sweater. Would you wear red? No, not really. She wasn't red? Okay, not red. Okay, uh, what colors are here? I feel like it's all red. Red here? Anybody with red here? Everything, everything's coming through red? Is red a significant... Okay, then in that case there is ask her in spirit. Is there a red door on our house? This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> on whose house? Jacqueline, is there a red door? Do they have like a red front door? It's been a while since I've been down the cave, but there is red in the house, yes. What? Last time we've seen her was Christmas. Comes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Something red about red. Sweater? I feel like she almost was. Probably. Okay. She you, always does. You're getting red, and it was red in the house. So I'm red chills right now, too, so I know I'm onto it. R- red was a color which she obviously liked because she had red in the house. Well, it was Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah, it was Christmas time when I went down to see it. Was it? Okay, red. There's a connection. Now, you can do it different ways. Like, what I used to do is I used to, to, let's say someone someone would show up. And it'd be kind of a a vague image or something like that. And I I would say, in my mind, oh, and I would give the message, okay, you have an old man. Um... And I would ask him, if you're a grandparent, step, take one step back. And I'd say this, okay, that was your grandfather. And then things would start to clear, clear up because I'd actually look at him and say, 
show me what you look like. He was bald, he had white around the edges, he wore glasses. Oh, he was a conservative, I'd see him with a collar on. In my mind, I said, you wear that all the time? And he'd look at me like this, and i go, conservative dresser, always had a shirt with a collar. Slacks, in my mind, i go, slacks, no jeans? No. Okay, slacks, no jeans. I just asked these questions, and suddenly the person would start to come in. He was about 80 years old, conservative dresser, slacks, never wore jeans, always wore shoes, always had a shirt with a collar. And basically, it's just kind of like, once you start the roll and the information, you get a flow going back and forth. But you start off by asking simple questions. Start out, like for instance, she was thin. Yes. Well, her hair slightly teased on a light side, maybe a light brown or It was teased, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like a throat thing. I'm like, the okay. right side of my throat is like itchy. Right side of your throat is itchy? Okay. Scratchy, like... Ask her if she had a problem with her throat. Do you have a problem with your throat? Yes or no? What was the first instinct? What do you no. feel? What do you feel? I feel like it's no. No? Do you have a problem talking or something bothering? Cough a lot? Um, yes. The last time she was alive Sorry. was not good. Okay, that's... M- <laughs> She had, she had some nasty breathing she problems before she went. Yeah. I, feel, I know because my breath is... I'm losing my breath right you're, now. You're losing your breath. So there was a breathing problem somewhere in there? Yes. Yes, yes or no? No, it's not her voice. Not it's her asthma or anything like that. No. But there was a breathing problem. Yes. Okay. She can't catch her breath. Okay, see... Oh, see, he'll, her oh. chills. Plus I... Now, <laughs> what, what happens is <laughs> there was a breathing problem. As soon as you feel that, say thank you and they'll take it away. Thank you. And then ask him for something else. And make sure, when you ask him, this is for her benefit. Say, listen, right. can you tell me so that she knows that you're here with you? Can you give me more? Can you show me you're here? Can you make a noise? No. Just is get the images. <laughs> get the images. I'm asking for a, I asked for a lot once I get done. <laughs> okay. A I lo- want lights. To, 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 me, to me, what a lot would be, uh, what was your favorite food? Did you okay, like did simple. you did you like the garden? Okay, favorite food. Or did you know something like that? Um, ask just ask a question. First thing in first thing in the mind. Any sort of dish pop up anywhere? And pasta. I'm gonna go with pasta on this one. Yes no, or no? No. No, no pasta. No. But loved you had said something that She's gotta get it. It has tomatoes? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, pasta. Like, I just got tomatoes. Give me I saw yeah, yeah. You, you, you got the tomatoes. I got the tomatoes. Yeah. You yeah. got the tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. She liked to grow them? Yes or no? Like what? To grow them. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, you know she liked tomatoes? You know she had a garden? Ask her what the garden looked like and if there was anything else in it. Is there anything else in your garden? Like? Anybody that comes up with anything except you because you're saying yes or no, just say it. <laughs> Pop in your head quickly. Just say the first thing that pops in. Okay, what's in it? What color? What color is it? What's in it? What's the purpose? Just ask a question. Say, show me. Show me your room. First thing you see. Glass. Plexiglass. Glass. It's a glass room. You got a yes on that. Keep going. 
what what would you like to do? Maybe pass time with. Top of your head, boom. I, ju- I just feel like there's a room in this house with a lot of light. There's like a lot. There's a lot of windows in this room. I don't even know how you. Would like okay, ask her. Okay, you're you're talking yeah. to me. Ask her. Do you do you know that there's do, a room with do, do you understand? In, in other words, if I say uh, I see a room, I see a room with a lot of light coming in, possibly a lot of glass. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. You Put do? it. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just continue that conversation. Okay. The one in spirit asks a question, and there's then, like something significant about the room. Give, she's like hammering on it. Like, um, what happened in your room? Chills on the left side. Ugh, she did like. I don't want to get it wrong. I'm thinking about getting it wrong and not getting. Don't it think about it getting is. it wrong. Say something. I had that doubt all the time. I, I just feel like it's not a room that you would find normally in people's houses. Like this is a particular. It's like um, lots of light, lots of windows. I want to even see there's water in it, but that doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. Okay, before you before you say anything like that. Okay. A room. Lots of light, usually not in a house. Would it be more like a sunroom? A lot of, either an out, like a, like, you know what it is? I wouldn't call it a sunroom. She added it to the house. She did it herself. It was there. Okay, now, okay, it's, then simply go with, with the understand or not. But this room that you're talking about does have a lot of significance. There's like, okay, water. Would that be a fountain? Yeah. As soon as we're on point, the left side of my body gets tingled like crazy. Ask, keep asking questions. Right, is, there wa- is there water in the room? Like a water source? Oh, what's that? I feel like there's a washer and dryer there. That there was plumbing? Yeah. In no. the room with all the windows? Yeah. The thing is, if, if you don't think... Just pop a question first instinct. But I know why this room's coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Why is the room coming up? Okay, you how you phrase it, you're speaking with someone in spirit and they chose to come here. Right. You're saying, Are you gonna tell me? What you do is you ask them. Will you tell me? Will you tell me so she knows that you're here? I, I want her to know that you're here. Can you tell me what the room was used for? It's like a purpose. Does that make sense? Okay. Ask her what she did in the chair in the corner on the side of the room. Does that make sense to you? It's not. It's not. It's not a normal shape room. There's like an oddness to the shape of the room. But I really feel bit. like I really feel like yeah. they put it on. I and you're saying it wasn't an addition. It was part of the main house when when it was first built. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, now one or two things is happening here. You're getting part of that room and you're getting part of another place where something else happened in the house. Right. So, you can approach that. And like it, my eyes tearing up, like it, it's sad. Like, like, like the, there's two things. Like, okay, the, the room that, that she, she has been talking about was part of the house. Like, I'm getting, like, wicked upset about it. It gets emotional. It's like, like I'm going to start, my eye is going to start tearing up right now, sad. But you, what, what, what you say to her is, I see an addition to the house. Was, do you understand that? Was there an addition to the house? Not that they ever did. Okay. So put that in the back burner. Okay. Forget about an addition to the Forget house. The Focus in the room, slightly odd shape, corner or uh, chair off the off to the side, and ask her what happened there. Ask her to take you to the room. Can you take me to this room? Can you sh- show me? Can you show me this room? Can you show me what happened in this room? Can you show me what happened in this room? I feel like she's never going to find curtains for it. <laughs> You're laughing. Does that mean something? Yeah, see, that means something. She's like... So you just go with it. She's never going to get curtains for this room. Yeah. That's what she's upset about. Like, <laughs> so crazy. It may be crazy, but it connects. Oh, go okay. with it. Okay. Did she make napkins? Napkins? No. Oh, Afghan, what's it? Like a... Like, like a, like a, it would be knitted or crocheted, like oh, okay. Yeah, she did, yeah. But that's not what I know. Knew it has, like the name for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> the other thing, the other thing you can do is you can tell her, okay, thank you. Thank you. If you have more. Okay, and then just move and see if there's anybody else in the room. But I'll come back when you when you're willing to, when you want to tell me more. <coughs> Let's see if there's any. Ask, look around if there's anybody else in this room. That, by the way, what yeah. you have there is a book. It's called Spiritual Warfare Prayers. It's what kind of book? <laughs> I put the cover out of myself. I got that at Lost Let. I have one healing prayers as well. But I put that on there myself. They can re- remove attachments, uh, exercise things. I mean, you name it, generational curses, everything. I do those once in a while just to make sure everything's clean. It gets... Anything wants to try and sneak in here? Yeah. I bring it... Were to bring anything in or anything powerful like that, that just gets rid of it. It's called spiritual warfare prayers. Cool. And that's what it is like. Like I said, including cleaning up your generational line, any curses along it, anything of that sort that you may have picked up yourself or have been thrown at you. Curses that people put on you, attachments that people put on you, possessions that become possessed of something that have gotten into you, and it goes on and on and on and on. And that's my little handy, I haven't done a house cleaning in a while. Oh, I need this. <laughs> 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 along, uh, along I get upset, he goes out there. 
<laughs> they happen to be more the healing ones, for well, your well-being. Okay, no, no more random thoughts or anything. No, I'm getting a lot of like chills. You're getting a lot of chills in my body, and I want to cry. You want to cry? It's very emotional. Very emotional. Yeah. Okay, now whatever. She seems emotional. She seems very emotional. I don't know if I'm just like a novice, and and she's like trying to tell me what she wants to say, and I'm just like. Okay, you can reset. You can hear things. You can see things. You can feel things. I've had times, usually when I ask somebody, and you can ask her this, but not this very moment, I'll ask somebody, how did you die? And I feel like I'm punched in my... I feel here. like she, wa- she went right to that, and that was like the breath. Like or, she, she got right to it. Or I'll ask somebody or something like that, did you have any problems they can identify? And this knee would give out. And I'd say, uh, he had a bad left knee. And then the knee feels fine. As soon as I say it, it feels fine. I could see things in my head. Like when I said to have her take you to the room, there were times where I'd, I'd ask somebody or something and it was like, the people I were, like if I were here, you'd become kind of like almost transparent and I might see a house. I might see a gray house and it might have these little uh, stones in the front that held a garden in and it had a white trim and it had this and I'd go around the back and there's the garden and stuff like this and I'd be describing it to the people. But at the same time, I'd be, I'd be standing there kind of doing this and almost looking around a corner because I could see it. And once I gave the whole message, that would kind of fade and the people would come back and focus. So when you say, take me to the room, if you can, and show me what, because obviously she came here because she wants to communicate something, take me to the room and show, show me what you want to say. Now, some you can say, tell me. Mm-hmm. I had a problem sometimes. I was doing uh, something for a family. I didn't know that they were uh, Portuguese and that the grandmother didn't speak English. But I was giving, giving messages and there was this big bowl and stuff inside and I didn't know what it was. And I was asking, I could see the bowl and it was almost like I could hold it and I was going, what are these? Tell me what these are. And I heard someone yell, figs! And I went like this and everybody looks at me and said, do you hear that? And I said, no, okay. She loved figs. And they went, oh, that was her favorite thing. And the, uh, the interesting thing, and this is what you have to realize about communicating with spirit, is that when they were over there and they, afterwards, they're talking to me and they say, oh, we didn't know you speak Portuguese. I said, I don't, but my grandmother didn't speak English. She had never left the old country. In spirit, they communicate beyond language, beyond culture, beyond anything. There's a direct communicate. You can see it. You can hear it. You can feel it. You can just know it sometimes. Just stop trying. Let him in. That's all. It's just kind of like, show me. Take me there. You have a message. Give it to me. Stop thinking for that moment and go with the first thing that hits your head. Boom. Ask her. What's going on in this room, please? What's in your head? A bird. (laughs) Does a bird mean anything to you? I don't think it's in the house, though. <laughs> no, but she did like. There's a bird. That's what she's doing in that room. No, no. she liked birds, though. Yeah, I heard while you were talking. I heard a bird, so I was like, eh. "Oh, you heard a bird? It's a bird." While I'm talking, but it's those little things, and the self doubt is is normal because then, then you go, "Should I say this?" And then right. you start overthinking it. Right. Oh, guilty. <laughs> yeah. 
the trick is to shut that part of the mind off and just blurt it out. If you're right, great. If, if you're not, if you're wrong, particularly if you're in a room full, full of people or let's say you're on a hunt and you're wanting to get some information and, and you're, you're wrong, yeah. it could be Somebody something else. from that person over there. It could be the per- from the person you're investigating with. One of their ancestors is along with them and is giving you a message, maybe for them. So there's a certain amount of sorting this all out. And the reason for this exercise right here is to recognize energy. Now, the feelings you get from her, how does that energy feel? I feel like she's sad. She's sad? She's sad. Ask her why. Why are you sad? Okay, symbolically or in reality, does that uh, one little light mean anything to you? One little light? It's like yeah. a sliver. I'm She's seeing basically something dark with a little bit yeah. of light in it. I feel like there's all this darkness and then there's just one little bit of light. But that's why she's sad. There are a couple items that my parents just, when they were down, down there oh, a couple weeks kids. ago. Kids! <laughs> Keep talking! <'cause> there <laughs> There are a couple items that my parents were able to take home, and a light is one of them. It's like a little light. It's like, I don't know. It's a... I'm not, I don't know. I, I'm seeing, like, an actual light, but I, that's what is conveying to me, a light. Like, there, she's showing me all darkness and then light. So I know that we're talking about light, because she's point, pointing out that she wants me to understand this and then like it, it turns out like it looks like like a jelly bean or a fetus and then it like stretches out to like a straight st- like a straight line but it, it's really really dark it's the darkest vision I've had what, how that I've been here like it's the darkest I've seen like it's beyond black okay ask her okay um, focus on a physical focus on a physical light not the darkness, not the other thing. On an actual light. Not like a lamp or whatever and stuff like that. Describe if there's anything of that sort. No, it's all gone. It's all gone? Okay. It's all gone. Not even a light. There is significance in a light you took. Mm-hmm. Would that light have been from that room? Or do you know? I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. Did she pass in that house? No. I feel like someone did in that room, though. No, I know it's not her, but she's just really sad.
Okay, go with go with with questions directed at her. Okay. As far as the the attachment to the lamp, you want me to focus on the lamp to tell you what it looks like? Yeah. Okay. Can you show me what your lamp looks like that someone removed from your home? Anything in your mind? Just say anything. No? Okay. One thing you might get that sadness and stuff like that is that recently I have a neighbor right across there. He passed. Recently? Well. Yeah. Right over, over there. here? Next door. And the wife is there alone now. So you're going to you get to block some of that out. This is where you're going to have to refine it, block that out, and concentrate on the other. Because you're going to have sadness coming in this way. And then you're going to have someone trying to give a positive message. So focus on a positive message over here. By the way, she, she was a pretty good dresser, huh? She liked, okay. she liked to look proper and dress up? Yeah. Okay. I got like two different lamps going on. I have a metal lamp and I have a wooden lamp. Then ask her if they were but those. I want to say that the metal lamp is a touch lamp. <laughs> you just touch it and there's no switch. I don't know if it's a touch lamp, but it's not wooden. It's not wooden. It's metal and glass. Mm -hmm. It's like the shade of its glass, too. And it has like an octagon shape to it. Mm -hmm. And uh, tingling. And I feel like there's not a switch. I really feel like you just touch it and it turns on. That I don't know. I remember those lamps. Yeah. I I feel like you just touch it and it turns on. But I see like an octagon shape. Ask her, ask her where the lamp was. Where is? Where was? What room was the lamp in? Where? Where was the lamp? Quick. I kind of got the crochet thing too. Okay, now you keep you ask where the lamp was, and you get the crochet thing. Yeah. Did she crochet by the lamp? Do you no, know? I don't really know oh. off the top of my head. But I feel like she's sitting there, and there's something that she's doing repetitively. She's doing that repetitively, and you see the lamp that they took, so she knows that she has the lamp, which is not a bad thing. But if she's bringing up crochet, crochet, and earlier I went like this when she wasn't looking, <laughs> and stuff like that, and it's ask her... It's a glass her, shade? It's a glass shade, right? It's not like this, it's glass. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask she her is. if she crocheted by that lamp. Did you crochet by that lamp? Yes or no? Good feeling, bad feeling, or what? Right off the top of your head. Flat line. Flat line? Okay. I think I know what it is, but I do because I know the... You know the I lamp? Kinda know, well, I know the, the vibe of what's going, what, you know. Not the lamp, no. Okay. Do you know the vibe, or do you know the actual facts? I know the actual facts. That's okay, why that's I'm not speaking or anything, okay. yeah. Okay, that, that's why you're not speaking. Then now we're going to see how much you got. Well, what's the whole deal? You may have gotten something and not realized it. So everyone's bringing up the crochet slash. Yeah, knitting crochet. She yeah. did crochet and knit. It's coming up so strong because she made everybody. I think you could see this. Yeah. yeah. She made everybody a quilt other than me. And she was in the process of making a quilt. 
when she got brain cancer and died. And that is why she's sad. She's sad. She said she should finish it. She's sad because she didn't get to finish it. But she's happy you have her lamp. Yeah. <laughs> the darkness you got and the sadness is for not being able to finish it. I, I 100% think you're spot on because, like, I got, like, you should see, like, the bumps on my skin right now. But she focused so strongly and gave her such a strong, accurate picture of that lamp is because she is glad you have that lamp. Oh, you, you have the it. lamp. Oh, no, no she doesn't have the no. lamp. You took it, though. You're going to get it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. She wants you to have Absolutely. it. Absolutely. She wants you to have it. And the reason why she was out of breath was because she had gone for an MRI and coded. Now, there's another thing, too. As much as this is painful, there's one thing you have to realize. She knows nothing, of, and I knew nothing about it. Mm-hmm. But no matter what went wrong, she's with you. Mm-hmm. And, I, and that's I, funny so I you say that. We didn't have the best relationship in my older years. But I'll tell you something about what happens when you're passing spirit. All the BS in this life, mm-hmm. you realize the truth, and it all goes away. And they come back. I will tell you. I will tell you something. My parents got divorced, and they really got divorced after something like forty years, forty, forty-five years of marriage. And my father remarried, and for a while afterwards, uh, my mother was always cursing out my father. He actually went to the church and got an annulment, even though they were kids and everything. He paid someone off. I mean, she was pissed for the longest time. My father's new wife died several weeks later. Uh, we brought, he was, they were in Florida. We brought my father up here. About a month later, he died. Several, couple of years later, three years later, my mother died. It was after that which I started on my mediumship training. And I used to associate with mediums. And one of the things we used to do is, um, like whoever was late showing up or something, this was the, the latter classes. Because a lot of people would sign up and then they kind of like weed out until there were only two or three or four left. So kind of a, almost a running joke was like, uh, you know, whoever's in last, let's see who's coming in with them. And we came in and basically it was kind of like, and the response was like, oh, you got people with you. Oh, who? And they described them and said, oh, that's, that's your mother? And they'd been practicing a lot. Some of them were, were quite good. Your father? And then they described the other one and gave the name, and, it was, and they gave me a weird look. My mother, my father, and my father's second wife showed up together. In spirit, all the crap we hold on to in this life, it goes out the window. And the three showed up together that night to help that class. Because that help, they're helping those people on that journey to try and learn was more important than any of the garbage that they got into here in this world. She is here because she realizes that everything that went down that was not good, she wants you to know that she's here for you now. Because they learned so many lessons on the other side and they changed so much. And that's why that's why she's here. It's kind of like, I'm sorry, but I'm here for you. 
in the room that you kept referring to with the lights was a room in their basement that we all got together every year for Christmas down the Cape. And the chair in the corner is where she would sit. And it was wall-to-ceiling glass windows. Now, will she? And that's also where she quilted. She quilted there, yeah. Like, made the quilts. The sadness happened in that room. That's why I was like, what's going on in this room? Now, is it the sadness that happened here? I think it's not being able to finish that quilt. I'm pretty sure. As soon as she was, like, I, I lit up, like, Christmas over here. Like, as soon as she started seeing what it was, it kind of made all sense. But the other, the other thing, the it. gatherings in that room, at, at least for quite a while, were good. For a while, yes. For a while, were good. So she's bringing up a place that was happy. Something she couldn't fulfill, but she's here for you now. And she's sorry. And I don't know if the bird reference is the fact that ever since she's died a year, just over a year ago, I've been seeing cardinals and blue jays everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah. I, as soon as you were talking, I heard a bird and I was like, something with the birds. Ask him. I have a picture on my phone. I, I, she, I think that's how she's com- commun- communicating with that's you. Yeah. Yeah. Love when, love when coming when, back. When we asked for the sign, that's when I was like, yeah. I heard a bird. But what you have to know is that new mediumship takes practice. The more you do it, the better you get. And you have to stop thinking. That is the hardest thing in the world is to shut down and stop thinking. Big dot. That is the bi- that is the biggest thing. But the flip side of that is you've just connected with someone in spirit. Thank you for sharing your grandma with me. <laughs> with her grandma. <laughs> Who passed a year ago. I know. And you were able she to... She told me her name right off the rip as soon as she got here. She was just like... And you were able to give her information so she knows her grandmother's with her. That's pretty incredible for both of you. For both of you. You are connected to spirit. You're a part of it. Now even though there was sadness at not being able to finish it. But was it that feeling? Was it any point, was it angry, mean, or evil? Sad and loving, maybe? Yeah. yeah. You will recognize, and I'm going to do this to bridge again over, if you are investigating and you go into somewhere and there is something there, you've got your shields up, your energy is at a good level, and you start feeling love pouring out of it that person in spirit that wants to communicate. Go for it. Because they're showing up and showing that love. Then that means that's a good spirit. And that's how you recognize it. Because evil cannot duplicate that feeling. It can't give you love. It cannot. And the biggest distinguishing thing is the evil will disrupt your energy. And it cannot give false, it can give false images. It cannot give love. And as an observer, how was it for you? <laughs> Good. Let's piece it together. I had a feeling that's where it was going. What, the whole quilting? The quilting, yeah. Now, did you get any visual of what the lamp looked like? 
I have a visual of the lamp. Yeah. So I, I'm looking at it's gold, and the the top is glass, and it's in panels. And then keep going. We have like a like a maybe like I'm um, getting chills. So maybe it's like an octagon kind of sheet bottom, right? Like a. Um, and you see what's on yeah, the Yeah, like this print of, I want to say it's a flower, but that's just me, and I want to say it's a flower, but I, I can't see a print on it. I, I know that there is a print on it because the glass isn't completely clear through, mm-hmm. but just, I think that's just my own tainted memory of these, me- of these that it might be a flower on it. I'm not saying I see a flower like on it. Like an etching type like deal? A, like a, like a, yeah, it's like clouded glass like let's say frosted but uh, I'm getting like sheet like yeah because there's two specific things that that are on it well no I feel like there's two specific things that both of my grandparents absolutely love and one of them Earlier, I saw like a claw to a lobster, and I didn't really touch on it, but because it was like a really big claw, and I didn't know it was just me. But I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with nautical. I think it has like, a flower. I don't know. It's like a Cape Cod symbol. This lobster is on Cape Cod stuff a lot. Yeah, I like the when we were talking cape. about the shape of the the lamp. That was part like one of the things I saw was like a lobster claw, which took me to like the wooden part. I think there's like, I think there's another lamp that's wooden. This particular lamp is glass, gold, octagon shape on the bottom. The the shade is glass and it has etching on it. Showing sure ask right. This is what I don't do. I try to figure it out and not ask for help. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what happens. Okay. You, you, you just what it looks like. You ask and you accept what they give you, and that's it. That long line thing again. Are you holding on to that line thing, or is she showing you? No, she's showing it. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, if you can't figure it out, there's no. Yeah. And like, messages have been given and, uh, and understood. No, it's lighthouses. Lighthouses? Yeah. There's a lobster claw. Then what you do is you let it go. And if at some point you thank her and let her go, if at some point, and I've had, I've had this happen in the past, if at some point you come across something or learn something and go, Oh my God! That's what she was talking about. I don't know. That is, I had I had one time where it was, uh, I went to somebody and I went up to him to give him something and I said I don't understand what it is, but I see your parents a picture inside a picture. They want you to know that, and they're still with you. And they didn't know what was going on. They came back about a week later and stuff like that, and they were very very emotional and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Said I didn't know what you were talking about. I was talking talking to my brother. My brother said, don't you remember we took the picture of them standing in front of the portrait they had of themselves? But the message was they wanted to know, they wanted this person to know that they were okay and still with with them. And she didn't know until a week later when the brother is says, don't you remember? 
in the picture with them, and you're standing in front of the portrait of them, the picture within the picture. Mm-hmm. This person says no, this person checks it out, confirms it, they get a confirmation. That happened more than one case where someone found something out afterwards. I used to tell people, bring a pad, I know it. If you have somebody, have them write it down, but take a little note here or there because you may not remember then and then later on. And there's several times that yeah. happens. And you had said something about a glass, like a room with glass in it. Mm-hmm. That's because there's this glass cabinet. I forget what they, what type of cabinet they call it, but there's a specific glass cabinet that all of the siblings want, and one of my aunts in particular really, really wants to fight for it. Oh. Uh. So there's a cabinet in that house because they're getting ready to go through everything and they want people to claim what they want. Yeah. And mm-hmm. multiple people want that glass cabinet. You think it was a cabinet? Uh, or definitely a lamp? It, it, no, I, I definitely saw... Size, perspective, that, could that be the same thing. in that room? Was it in that room? And not in the room that no. you were talking about. She's, she's bringing up the fact that there's a lot of glass there. Yeah. There's a glass, there's a glass room in it. And that has significance in yeah. something that people, a lot of her, my aunts, want. Are they going to be selling the house? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, every time they go down there, because they go down there and they do um, church masses for their anniversary dates and their birthdays, mm-hmm. and then they usually go to the house afterwards and sort through things um like this past couple weeks um because her one year anniversary was actually just a couple weeks ago on november 29th and they went down there and they were going through things and the lamp was something that my parents brought home and they were going through a ton of pictures and other stuff so much stuff i can only imagine how much stuff yeah, and they were photos. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they had three oh, full bureaus, three full bureaus of pictures of wow, my parent, my mom and aunts and uncles' lives, us grandkids, what? everything. Hoarders, it takes forever to go through something like, like that. A, like a mental illness. I know so because I'm a hoarder. <laughs> but I wonder if she's sad because like that base, like with all the family gathered if um, if the house is for sale well, all those memories feeling, are going to go with that, it you know what I mean when I was thinking about her being sad I got the feeling I heard um, selling the house mm-hmm. I, and that's I know they didn't get like when like if you move the house and renovate yeah. they get upset and stuff like that so I could I assume it's the same deal if you're selling the house to new yeah, people it can be yeah. Yeah. it'd be the same yeah, type of trauma like type deal yeah because they they had that house for a long time that was their weekend house, and then once they sold their house in Weymouth, that became their permanent house. Oh, okay. Then wow. it, the possession thing you were talking about, like in the root chakras, like the money and the possessions, like if if they're hoarders, they, they're, their possession, that's why they hold on to their possessions so long, you know what I mean? Because they really value their, their uh, what's the word? Material, yeah, material <laughs> stuff. Yeah, when you had brought up the chair, when one of you guys brought up the chair in the corner, that was her chair where she always sat during Christmas down the cave. Mm-hmm. So how does it feel on the spot doing mediumship? That's the first time that's ever happened that I could like 
ask that question again. There was one other time, maybe like a year ago, I went to an office, and right off the bat, the little girl was sitting on the stairs looking at me, and I was with somebody that was new to me, so I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. And then she said her name, so I wrote her name on a piece of paper, I folded it up and put it on a book, and I put it on a shelf. And then we left the office, and we went somewhere else. And while we were at that other location, the phone rang, and the alarm at the house was going, at the office was going on, so we had to go back to the office, it was calling me back. And as we were going back, I start looking up where the location of the house and what's going on. And the man's name was um, Ivory Bartlett. And he had three granddaughters named Annie. And sure enough, the name that I put in the book was Annie. But that that's like, like I'll know, I'll, like with the meditation this week, I was like, I'm going to get the lottery numbers. <laughs> Let's, let's get to it. So this is what I did is I grabbed 8712, which was my grandparents' phone number. And I, every day, that's what I meditated on, 8712. And then I don't really gamble. Like, I might get a $2 scratch ticket here and there, but I'm not really a gambler. I look for the synchronicities that you're talking about. I see the numbers popping up here, there, and everywhere. And I went and played the number 8712 by 87. One one came out. <laughs> the universe is like, yeah, we're here, but you can't have it. No, the the, the universe is is there saying, good try, close call, <laughs> but it's not for personal profit here. Correct. You know, it, it's not for you to get rich on. Really? It was a numbers game. I wasn't going to get rich. I was like, <laughs> it's like really, but. Keep your Again, eye on the real goal. But, but no, but it validated. I got three out of four numbers, and that one number was only one off. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on the right track. Now, it's, as I said, when the more that you do this, the better that you get. Yeah. And you can, uh, the, better, the more you can practice. I, I like how you guide my thoughts with the questions that I should be asking. You because just, I feel like when I've tried to do it before, I like force myself to do it. I start just randomly, random, and, and just I feel like it's a guess instead of an actual. Typically, there's several things. One is stop thinking. Ask simple questions. Anybody here? Can you get near the person you belong to? Can you give me a name? And don't think. Just kind of. Just be. Just be yeah. and kind. Can you give me a name? How, how did you pass? Let's say it's, uh, stuff like that. Maybe, maybe you go up there. Guy had a problem with the throat. <clears throat> they had a problem with it. Yes or no? Cut them. And just ask questions. Are you a father? Are you this? Uh, brother or sister? Whatever. Ask. Just ask them. What was their favorite thing? Uh, there was a... Uh, went down to Cape Order. Remember I did an audition? Uh... uh gallery down there for her friend and we were down there we were talking about one, one guy in particular thing and he had a favorite a favorite thing and stuff we were talking about it and it was a girl there and she was skeptical and so I asked her and this guy was a hot shit in spirit one of the things I said he's a hot shit in spirit he's a hot shit in life right and I'm like yep <laughs> I said okay she was being stubborn and I said she's being stubborn in my, in my head and I said give me 
give me something that, that'll she'll know. Thank you. Um he actually he liked to be around wood and he made this little push toy that he gave you when you were very young and you have kept that and you have it tucked away in a box in your home. And he knows. And she was like <coughs> she suddenly became a believer. She had forgotten about that toy till I mentioned it that he made for her. So you can talk all over the place and you can ask. You just kind of like go, can you give me something so that you know that it's you? Do you have a message? Do you, uh, what was your favorite color? And you just keep it very casual because they showed up so you talk to them like you would another person. They want to give you information, they show up. You just talk to them. No agenda, no thoughts. First thing that pop, pops in, in your head. What's your favorite? And be favorite and you finish saying color and you see blue everywhere. The fa- your favorite color is blue, right? <laughs> because blue pops up in your head. Oh, okay. And that's it. Whatever pops in, pop, you got to trust. Trust them in spirit. They came to give you what the person needs to hear. And you'll do all right. And you can apply that again if in ghost hunting to the feeling you have. If it don't feel right, you don't communicate with it. Because that's a nasty. And you don't want to have anything to do with that. If it feels real good, they can't fake that. You have that conversation. Maybe you have a recorder on for EVPs or someone has a camera or something like that. You explain what's going on. I've got a device. I've got this thing here. You talk to me. Even if I don't actually hear it, this might. And be able to get your message out there. You explain what you're doing. You talk to them. You go for it that way. But, yeah. You just live in... How did it feel to get messages? Um, I have to admit, at first I was very skeptical. But once you had started saying the name, I instantly was like... You said Jackie, and then you said Jacqueline. Many people called her Jackie, but Jacqueline was her real name. And it was just like, it was a very relieving feeling to know that she's, with everything that happened in the past when she was here, that she's here for me now, is like a weight lifted off of my shoulder because I felt a lot of guilt. And I felt anger for the fact that I was the only one that didn't get a quilt. So she was working on it, though. Yes. If she did not not make you a quilt. Yes. She just didn't get to finish it. Yes, she had started. Right. She, I, when she died, I knew I could feel that she felt bad about it. Yeah. Because, yeah, for whatever reason, she waited that long. You know, I think. I think she was trying to rush it, trying to get it done. Well, she had started, but she had... There was something wrong with her arm. And she had... Something wrong with feeling in her arm. And... It progressively got worse to the fact, to the point where she had no feeling in her arm. 
And I don't know if maybe that's why your arm kept getting... My whole left side, well, right on my right side, but, like, when we're spot on, I get, I'm get i getting the chills. I wish you could see that, like, whenever I knew something was going on... So she had sentences. started making the quilt, but with her arm, her hand, she ha- couldn't do it, and then she had gone to the doctors and found out that she had uh, brain cancer. And she had gone to have surgery for the brain cancer. And um, the last time I had seen her was we had gone down there. I was with my parents, and we had gone down there to deliver a Thanksgiving meal for her and my aunt that was staying and taking care of her before she went into the hospital to have surgery because she was going to have surgery the day before Thanksgiving. So she was in the hospital for Thanksgiving. And when they opened her up to do the brain surgery, they found it had, she had another mass in her brain. It was on her heart, her lung, and her buttocks. So it had spread throughout her whole body. And she had never got her she was never able to speak after the surgery because she I don't know why but she couldn't speak and then she had gone for an MRI to see how things were going and ended up coding on the MRI table and she had a DNR so they couldn't really do anything what I will, what I will say, and something, is that she couldn't speak and she couldn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But she did make the effort to come here today to let you know, to let her give you the message. And I've always said it in the past. We were talking the other day. Sometimes I miss doing the mediumship because it is such a healing for everybody concerned. Mm. And it is so, you walk out of there and it's very much, you want to just throw your hands up and say, thank you, God. Thank you. Because it's always, you can always find in there a message of love. They came back with with an I'm sorry or I love you or I miss you or, and it's always, always that way. Mm. That they come back that way. And it is a healing. It's, It's not only a healing for the person receiving the message. It's a healing for the person giving the message because they know they are we are connected there's no way you can give that message unless you know that you are greater than the body and you're connected in spirit and there's more to life there's no way you can recognize it and see it and accept those messages without also knowing the same thing it's much bigger than just us now I hate to be mundane about it but if you go back and you start working on things like meditating and you start working on things like your energy and you start working on things like praying and blessings you become more in line with those blessings and that communication and that same spirit and that same love that is in spirit. You become one with it eventually. Death is no longer fearful. You're not afraid of it anymore. You know what? It's not the end. It's a beginning to a glorious place. So it changes you. The experience of it changes you, whether it is receiving messages or giving messages or even witnessing if it touches you. It changes you. And 
all of this other stuff is all a part of that change. So that maybe you never give a message and never get one in your life, but you can still get there by those prayers, those blessings, that, that work, that vibrations, that energy, that connection with spirit. You can still go there. You're a part of it. You're connected to it completely. I just one last time and not you. Anybody over here feel anybody else in the room? Anything pop in your head? Male, female, anything at all? Boom, boom, boom. Anybody? Male. Male? Male, yeah. Old, young, what? First thing you need? Older. Anything about him? White hair. A little chubby. Blue eyes. I see my grandfather. I see my grandfather, yeah. That's it? You don't have a name? But what do you well, do? My grandfather. Paul. I'm seeing like in my head when I think, think okay. my grandfather. But okay. I think he's with me all the time anyways. Okay. Your grandfather's with you. Anybody else? Anything pop in your head? Well, I just think your dad's here. And I think... For you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, once you open the door and you, you do show that light and you just stop communicating, quite often others will come if they have a message you want somebody to know. Yeah. Because you, you start a ball rolling and if they were hesitant before, it's like, oh, I'm going to go let them know I'm with them. I'm going to be there in case they need me. They may just sit quietly behind you. Well, I think in my case, too, having retired from work, I'm starting to distress. I came from a very stressful job, and I'm starting to distress. So I think other senses are kicking in. And I also work better, like, when he and I are doing things, if we go somewhere and we just a heck of it, kind of like, oh, do you see, you know, what do you feel right now? I work better, I feed off of people better than when I'm just doing it myself. Mm-hmm. For now, was your grandmother the one who liked gray? My grandmother. Oh. Didn't you live in a gray house, wear gray clothes or anything like that? I didn't wear gray clothes. Uh, she may have looked at it. Someone hanging around here likes gray. Gray. Gray is a dominant it color. Could have been my, my, it could have been my father's mother. I don't know. Well, it's kind of like, nope, not that house, not that house. Actually, before my mother's. I won't say that in case somebody picks it up. <laughs> now, you, you're you saying your father. You sure it's your father? Well, my grandfather. My father? I, I always feel, I get the feel, for my grand, whenever I'm thinking of, like, spirits and the people that would be around me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel my grandfather. Okay, ask your grandfather to help someone else come through. Very casually, just ask, say, thanks for showing up. Can someone else come through? And then what's the first thing that pops in your mind? I was thinking of my my grandmother on my dad's side earlier. You guys were talking about that can't talk thing because I know she had like I said when you when you go something happens and like you can't talk after. And I remember how she she like she had cancer and she couldn't talk. Uh, 
And I just remember being like, like you'd go see her and she'd just cry because like she felt like she had the emotion in her, but like is, she is shouldn't she, say it. Is she the one with the gray? You either close she her house. Be. She know. could be the one with gray. <laughs> she looked gray. Yeah, gray. Gray was her color. But uh, no, it's uh, you can recognize people that are that are with you. And your, yeah, dad is here. He's one of the ones I invited. He showed up. He's been around a lot lately. My dad. <laughs> oh, your dad. Okay. <laughs> 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 no, that, that's why I was wondering if, if that short, it's his grandfather or was my father. Because some, <laughs> some of the description is the same, except for the name. You got the vibe yeah. from Joe a lot. Remember Joe Jaffo from DJ? Played the chef in DJ? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get the vibe for him a lot. See, he I got, passed young. And I got a Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. Benjamin? Mm-hmm. Tell me more about Benjamin. Benjamin had a nickname. Um, Is this somebody you knew or somebody no, that's here? I don't know this person. Okay, but besides that, well, okay, what did Benj- Benjamin like to live? How um, did he pass? Pop in your head. Don't think. Come on. Benjamin has been sitting here for a while, and um, how did he pass? Benjamin, how did you pass? First thing in your head. Heart. Chest. Stroke. Hmm. What's ben- why is Benjamin here? Is, is he Benjamin. connected to anybody? Benjamin, you came in. See, he, his name's... Did you call him something else? Like, he has, like, this nickname. Like, you don't you don't have to call him that. Benny? <sighs> Differently, something happened. I don't know. Oh, like a not a name, nickname, but like a, <coughs> no, like a so, like stretch a, or something like, a, like that. Like a buddy guy. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. Buddy Butterfly. Yeah. You could be him. Yeah. <laughs> His buddy show up. Yeah. Um, I feel like he uh, surprised. I don't think he knew he wasn't well. Doesn't know what? He didn't know he wasn't well. It was really fast. And Anything? Uh, okay. About him? Yeah, just quickly. Right, and um, pop in your head, pop in your head, pop in your head. So I feel like his big round eyes, beady eyes, big round beady eyes, um, that how, really look right through you. How old was he uh, when he passed? How old were you? Ooh, 50s, 50s, young, unexpected, maybe six, early 60s. But he doesn't look old. Hmm. He's a little old to me. Looks young. Okay, uh, Ben, friend of mine from way back. You remember Ben? Yeah. Yeah, when he got hooked up with that girl, drugs, went in the hospital and di- uh, died. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected. I I, I, yeah, young. He wasn't old. He was. Yeah, he was kind of. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't old. So yeah, Ben is some per, uh, one who has shown up quite often mm-hmm. to help out. Really? Yeah. He used to do it a lot. He used to do it a lot in my training classes. Ben used to show up. But Ben is one. Anybody here pick anything up on this side? Ben's doing well now. Don't worry about him. What's his nickname? <laughs> what did you call him? Ben. Ben? Yeah. If he had a nickname, then that's his name. But I didn't know that one. Maybe that, in that other world. Maybe he has know. another one. He was he was more the type you would call dude from that generation. Dude, something like me. Hey, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, not really from the dude generation. I don't think if he was. It was more like, hey, man, that's my generation. Um, but, okay, any questions? Yeah, you brought up something briefly when we first started this. Yeah. About going on a ghost hunt. Yeah. And other people that are, you might hone in on something, someone that came with someone else in the party, mm-hmm. the group. I've never heard of that before. I've never seen it on TV. Someone that followed somebody? Yeah. Let's say we go into a haunted place. Mm-hmm. From what you said, like either I or Matt or whomever, Cindy Lou, we could bring one of our relatives there with us. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that before. Because most of the ghost hunts you see, they do not do any sort of mediumship. And that the relatives being with us would be more like spirit guides or protectors to help us. But if we get a sense that someone's there... How, how do we know, how do I know I'm picking up an entity that's there versus some relative of Cindy Loon's? Uh, that's, where, that's where the simpler communication comes, or you just ask her. You, you can just ask her, or you can ask the ask the en- entity and stuff like that, friend or foe, and you get a good, like, warm feeling, and she gets it, and she feels like, you know, so and so is here and stuff like that. It's kind of like, okay, you here to help us along? Let's go. That's okay. I'll be sitting back there doing other stuff. <laughs> we sit back there doing other stuff. I that stuff to you. It is typical. It is typical. I ask a variety of family members and friends that are in spirit to come to be possibly help out in case someone needs a message or someone might be able to deliver a message that hasn't done it before. That's just something that I do. The fact that it wasn't one of mine and it was yours is a very good thing. Yeah, but she so, gets that had, well, she be, got in because she's no harm to anybody. She got in because she's no harm to anybody and part of that prayer is anybody. I was going to say, what, for a house and nothing's supposed to be here. we got a crowd tonight. <laughs> 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 no, that makes sense. I mean, anything that's, that's good or, or can come in. Can come in. I mean, and previously, as well as this afternoon, part of that prayer was not only protection, it was that for those here that need it, may someone come so that you can help them and give them messages so that they can heal and they can know it's okay. So, people maybe didn't need to do much mediumship themselves, except you. Maybe that's that's just the way it played out today. But you've learned and you've done some things and you delivered some wonderful message the person that needed the message the most got it and that was it she came out of love and gave a message you needed to hear and you as the giver have gotten some a gift yourself and we got to witness that so that's a privilege the one thing you take away from this Besides, like I keep on saying, if it's the meditation, the energy work, raising your vibration, the protection, the blessings. Give the blessings, and you are blessed. We are connected on a level, and if you experience anything like that, like this, and then you go out into what is that mundane, cruel world, you realize what it is, what a blessing it is to experience it, whether it's to receive, to witness, to deliver, to be part of. How much you are blessed to do this. And we'll carry that over into the ghostly and the ghost hunting. And that is how we'll do it. And meanwhile, we're just going to enjoy our ride. Enjoy this wonderful life and all its experiences.
Unless there's any other questions, I'm just going to say thank you for coming. Thank you. And if you just take a moment in your own mind, thank those that came and that helped, whether it be spirit guides, angels, whatever, people that are here. Thank <coughs> the good Lord that this took place and for any, anything and the blessings we got from it. One thing they found out, they've done research. As you are dozing off when you're going to sleep, and there's a short time when you first wake up and you're lying in bed, you're in a semi-dream state where your brain waves are different and your subconscious is open, much more open. If that is when, if that's what they recommend for a lot of people for de-stressing and to feel better, is that as you are falling off to sleep, think about everything you're grateful for, everything. And when you first get up in the morning, it kind of like sets a tone for a day. Mm. When you're first lying in bed, think of how great it is to just wake up and you got a roof and I'm so thankful. If you got a significant other, you go, thank you for that. Just get a lot of thank yous and get going in your life. It seeps in deep and it becomes a part of your life and a part of where you're living. And science is actually saying in, in those, those brainwave shifts before and when you first wake up, your mind's susceptible to suggestion. So don't go to sleep with your worries. Yeah, go to sleep. Right. Go to sleep with gratitude. That's right. And wake up with gratitude, and your day goes a lot better. Because your whole attitude is different. Yeah. I'm so envious of the Aboriginal cultures, cultures in the Native Americans before they were invaded and whatnot. But they just so lived on the land. Yeah. Have all the stuff, jobs. And it was hard life. But talk about being right in with nature and being a part of nature and, and just yeah. being so connected. Then we have five key going. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. You talk and about energy just, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Every, yeah. no kidding. Talk yeah, about that on the like, show a lot. Like that's we th- we think that like when you die, that's like the pressure that's released. You know, all your worries of like regular day, mm. like bullshit. Like Ray was saying that like. This weighs you down. You know I, I, mean? I correlate the uptick in mental illness to the fact that we have no, we're vibrating on a different. They even changed music in the fifties. Mm-hmm. They yeah. upped, they upped music. Mm-hmm. So I, I I strongly feel like there, there's uh, we have mental illnesses. I would say that peace of mind is the new wealth. It's at that point where it's so bad. Oh yes, you I know. know. I agree with you. Yeah. That music thing's interesting because I forget who was talking. I think I heard Marilyn Manson talking about it, and he said there's a um, there's a certain tone mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. put in their yeah. music. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like it's it, like it's in your head. And it's in, you a, like it's in the 400 megahertz range, but they changed. Right. They shifted it. Mm-hmm. What does it do? When it, 
It, like when you hear it, it's almost like makes you like uh, get like addicted to it or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Easier yeah. to That's control you. Yeah. Uh, he says yeah. they they took it from the government was doing it, mm-hmm. and then they started to put it into their music. They did they uh, did experiments. Uh, I think it was CIA or something like that did experiments about how sound affects people when they found it, and then yeah. certain others took it over with. I mean, e- even if you have, for instance, um, shamanic drumming, which is two beats per second, you do it for a while. That vibration in that level. They call it shamanic drumming because what happens is the mind just goes, it opens up and goes. I used to do that with people. Actually, I think I used to do it when I did the longer medium sessions. But yeah, vibration, energy, music. Music. Music will do it. There is, if you're curious, by Jonathan Goldman, there's a CD called Chakra Chance. It runs for about 65 minutes. Now, what he did is he went around the world to all of these cultures and he recorded what they did to heal and cleanse their chakras. And he kind of like overlaid them and put them together. Mm. And it takes about six or seven minutes per chakra. And you can just put that on. It works if you're meditating. But even if you're not, those beats and that frequency... And this is Aboriginal cultures. It's not modern tech. He put it together in a certain way, where he got it from. And what happens is that, like, you can be doing something, and you may know when you're on a root chakra or something like that, because you'll go, "Ooh, something released." <laughs> and the only the only difference is the tones and, and the music coming out of there. Mm. It's the only difference. That thing just kind of cleans you right out and cleans you right out, and it, you know. Put that on in the background. Say a few manifestations or prayers. And no. I actually have some CDs that say don't play these while you're driving. Really? Yeah, because yeah, you're, I get, you know, well, I guess if you're susceptible to just kind of like, <laughs> you know, kind yeah. of fake, yeah. no, I drive by my exit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there's one thing I won't, I won't won't mention the name, but there's an institute that does uh, a lot of research on stuff, and they have, um, actually, it's a Monroe Institute. They run clinics, but they also have c- CDs and different stuff you can get, but they have a variety of them, which can be chakra clean, it can be traveling, astral projection, it can be a whole bunch of different stuff, but they use a different technology. It works best with headphones on, because mm. they split the sound, certain wavelengths to each side of the brain, to activate both sides and they kind of like come together and go hmm. I know because <laughs> that goes back 25 years ago and I got, I, I got the CDs they're fun I got the CDs they're, oh yeah I still got those they're fun they're fun I've done this shamanic thing uh, Jonathan Goldman I got Goldman I got Mostly what I talk about is what I got and done. All right. What a journey we took with this seminar. A lot of good stuff. You know, I thank Ray Booten and everybody who came out for doing it. It was a lot of fun. Like I said at the beginning of all this, I think we're going to be doing some more of these in the future, but this was a good jump-off point. Nice little intimate VIP setting to kind of get Ray back into the swing of things. I know he hasn't been in front of a big group doing these in a long time, so we're doing the little baby steps or uh, we'll call them teenage steps, you know what I mean? Because we're a little more advanced than the baby, you know what I mean? But uh, I hope you enjoyed this show, you know what I mean? This was a nice, 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 
you know, not too far, but it's kind of a little stretch from what you're usually hearing on the show. Um, I, I was a little under the weather, and uh, Ray picked up the, the the baton and he ran through the through the, the the streamer to let everybody know that he's numero uno, number one oh in the paranormal world, though medium ship and just knowing his stuff. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Again, thank thanks Ray, thanks everybody involved. And uh, keep an air out if you enjoyed this. Keep an air out because hopefully we'll be bringing some more stuff to an audience, live audiences soon. All right? With that being said, I wish everybody uh, a happy week. And uh, be well. Be good to each other. Be good to yourselves. And I'll catch y'all on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly. (laughs) 